Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kicking and Streaming. Here with you, this is Graham on this side of Skype, while on the other side of Skype, I have with me my very fantastic co-host. Her name is Jocelyn. Hey, Jocelyn, how you doing? I'm good. How you doing, Graham? Ah, we're doing fine. We're doing fine. Today, we are uh, ready to talk about Ozark, which is a show that its third season will be premiering this Thursday on Netflix. It's a Netflix original starring Jason Bateman and Laura Linney. So, Jocelyn, how did you like Ozark? I enjoyed Ozark very much. Um, it was, uh, a binge watching extravaganza for me, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, well, I watched two seasons to prepare for, for the show, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it's definitely very enjoyable and entertaining and, um, horrifying and exciting. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great fun. It's, uh, it's one of those things that starts with a very, a little bit of an education as to how to to do money laundering and uh i was i was really like focused and interesting because i didn't know what it was i didn't know anything about the ozark obviously so i was like okay so jason bateman is gonna tell me how to launder money right <laughs> <laughs> except that in the course of that there's a lot of people dying <laughs> a lot of people die in the yes. first 20 minutes of the show right jocelyn <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, when when it started, I <laughs> I was kind of like about twenty minutes into the show, going, "Where where the hell am, are we going with this show?" Because literally everybody I've been introduced to is dead. <laughs> Who's gonna be left? <laughs> <laughs> so like, who, who who am I gonna who who am I supposed to be attached to now? They're all dead. That's so, amazing. Um, so that that definitely told me the show was going to be something different and special if it's going to start out with killing everybody you've been introduced to. And as you mentioned, the show is not necessarily a very deep, you know, you, you, there's there's not a lot of thinking to do about it. It's more of a very entertaining show, isn't it? Like Yeah, it, like it's a violence, more of a violence thing, right? Yeah, a violent soap opera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different families and a lot of different characters to keep track of and uh yeah, but it's 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 very interesting and uh and kind of gross in some cases, but it's it's a good show. <laughs> kind of gross. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking about the whole fish thing with the fish and when he was gutting the fish and that that was gross. But anyway. Yeah, what about the bird thing? That yeah, and the <laughs> and the deer thing too. Yeah. There's a lot of guts in this show. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> well, all right. So Jocelyn, uh, without obviously spoiling, which is something that I can't ever manage to do, would you please uh, tell our 
listeners, give our listeners a little bit of a synopsis of the show. Sure. At the beginning of the first episode, you're like, okay, this guy is is very precise and he's very um, careful with money. You know, like all his friends drive flash Cadillacs and things like that. And he's driving like a 15-year-old Toyota Camry. You know, like he's he lives in a, in a smaller suburb. He doesn't have a big fancy house like some of his other people uh, that he works with do. And it's not that he can't afford it. It's just you're given sort of an insight into the, the way this guy operates. He's a, he's a careful person. Yeah. And in the course of the first episode, you discover that he and he is working for a company that is laundering money for a drug cartel. And I don't think it ever really reveals it at the first, but at the beginning, you, you don't you aren't really sure if he knows about it or not if he's actually really does know about it or doesn't know about it. But, um, I think, I I think if I may, I I think the, the friend was the one that got himself weighing over his head and he kept him out of the loop, kept, kept uh, Marty out of the loop. Okay. Until finally, you know, shit started going South and then, and then Marty of course was the smart one, you know, the smarter one. And sort of like yes. like took the reign of things. I I, I I think that's what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so when when things started to go go south, the uh, the friend called Marty in, and uh, then things went really south very quickly, <laughs> <laughs> all in the span of about three minutes. Yep. But Marty proved himself to the cartel gentleman as as being somebody who thinks and who recognizes things and and he does this in a in a very interesting way that I'm not going to reveal so that you'll watch the show but it's very interesting what he calls out to the cartel the leader of the cartel and so the cartel guy says okay I'm going to give you some money and you're going to go down to the Ozarks and you're going to start up the biggest money laundering operation bigger than what we have going on here in Chicago. Yeah. And that's essentially what happens. So the show goes from there is, is Marty having to grab his whole family, get everybody scooped up and take them to the Ozarks of all places in the world and start a money laundering scheme. And if he doesn't do it in a certain amount of time, everybody dies. Everybody dies. Everybody dies. And believe me, believe us when we say that a lot of people die before that even (laughs) happens. This show is no playing around. There's no playing around whatsoever. None. Um, so yeah, and it opens up from there. The FBI is involved, of course, and, uh, the cartel is involved and there's, there's a lot of different families that come into play. There's, there's a heroin, um, uh, side story that happens and casinos and, um, there is a lot going on in this show, but it is all incredibly entertaining. And Jason Bateman, excuse me, Jason Bateman is great. Laura Linney is great. Um, Julia Garner is great. Oh yeah. Um, so I uh, I found it very very enjoyable and well worth the time spent. Uh, watch the two series to catch up. 
You know, and I'm excited to see what they have in store for starting Thursday. Absolutely. I, I, I have to say there's a lot of people in this cast that I enjoy and some of them that I'm like frankly scared of. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was it was good to see Esai Morales playing uh, Camino Camino del Rio, uh, aka Del, and he is scary. <laughs> he is scary. He is scary. I would not want to mess with him. Like he's the kind of person you don't want to make eye contact with. You just you know. That's Stand absolutely. in the corner of the room and twiddle your thumbs and watch your thumbs. Yeah, yeah. But the <laughs> the beautiful thing about it is how, you know, there was no weird makeup or different things done to his hair or anything. Like, it was, as soon as you see the actor, you know that's, that's Esai Morales. But then when the character comes on, you're like, oh, hold on, man. This guy is scary. <laughs> this guy yeah. makes me want to crawl into an attic and never come out yes exactly and so that was a beautiful thing and, and, and you know i think we in this sense we segue into into the cast because really if we talk any more about this show we, we we're literally spoiling it aren't we yeah, and we're... and it, that's not what we do right <laughs> we try not to <laughs> we, we, we try but Sometimes I I can't help but think, oh 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 la 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 la, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, well, nobody's perfect. That's right. Nobody, nobody's perfect. Um, and so as we mentioned, the the two main actors here are Jason Bateman and Laura Linney, um, who are a husband and wife. And they have two children, Charlotte and Jonah. Yes. <laughs> Jonah, by the way, is quite the little gangster, isn't he? <laughs> he certainly is. He certainly is. He is surprising. I love this kid, man. <laughs> yes. He is a little gangster. Um, Charlotte, of course, is that teenager that is sort of lost uh, in translation with the rest of the world, but is full of anger towards any parents and has no idea why. Um, and of course, if parents will give will give her motive, then you know all the more, <laughs> right? Yep. Um, but we we've talked about Julia Garner on different occasions, and I remember telling you why. You know, in in our past shows, when she was nominated for for an Emmy, why why I thought. It was a good nomination, and like, yeah, I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if she won it, and, and she actually ended up winning it. So, based on those prediction and having seen the character of Ruth, uh, played by Juno Garner, a girl from New York City, by the way, who has never been, you know, has never lived in the South or anywhere near the South. And uh, to interpret such a complicated little character like that. What, what do you think? Oh, she's amazing. She's so, so good. There's a scene very early on in the first season where she has, there's a confrontation um, between, that involves her family and the character of Marty Bird. Yeah. And she 
turns that scene so beautifully. The character is excellent, one. So she's playing this great character. But yeah. then you have this phenomenal actress playing this great character who is, uh, in that first scene, you really get to see the caliber of her and what she, the character, is capable of, but also what the actress is capable of. Yes, yes. She's got she's got some pipes. And, and the crazy thing is how... how strong how stark but yet vulnerable she can be all at the same time all at the yes. same time there's a yes. moment where you can see that little girl who all she wants is her dad's attention and her father's affection somebody's love but at the same time she can kick everybody's ass too that's as simple, yep. <laughs> as, simple as that so i i love ruth and i always thought that she was she brought something very, very beautiful to this show. In, in, yes. Um, you know, the needless to say that Ozark has a bunch of weird motherfuckers. Let's talk about how weird Ozark is, <laughs> the place itself. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I, I, I've never been to the Ozarks. Um, I can say that I've never heard anything good about them. I mean, like in the sense of, of people, like I've heard that the area is beautiful or that there's some, you know, amazing geographical things to see in the Ozarks. But it's like, you know, people wise, you know, if you're going to go there, make sure you have like a gun and a taser and, and, and I don't know, bear spray to keep the people away, not bears. Um, I saw the movie Winter's Bone which was, I think, one of the first major movies that Jennifer Lawrence was in. Okay. And uh, that was set in the Ozarks. And that made me never want to go to the Ozarks. And this makes me never want to go to the Ozarks. And I never really had any desire to go, but I definitely don't want to now. I know that they're both fictional accounts, but from everything I've heard, this is pretty close to what can actually happen there. Yeah. So um, it's it's... it's more than mildly terrifying, that's deeply terrifying. Like, I, I think this is what some of the people think the Deep South is like, which I'm sure portions of it are, but I I don't think it's to the level of the Ozarks. Um, there's some weird shit in the water there. <laughs> there's, uh, so I spoke with uh, people who are familiar with the, with the Ozark, um, someone who grew up there, well, not grew up there, but grew up going there for, for summer vacation, and someone who has uh, been there in passing. And what they say is that the, 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 depiction, the depiction of Ozark through the lens of this particular series, and we're talking about the filters that are utilized. That, so, so basically, it's, it's, he, they say it, even when the sun is shining, there's something quite dark about the Ozark, even wow. on a sunshiny day. And so the, the way that these lenses are utilized to make it look like Ozark, considering, by the way, that the places or the, the place where um, they depict Ozark is actually somewhere in Georgia. It's Lake Altona, Lake Alatuna. Is it Lake Alatuna and Lake Lanier in Georgia? So they're not even in the Ozark. Uh, 
but I guess they use lighting and lenses that that created exactly the feeling and and the view of what you would see if you were there and on the days that this person uh, spent there. So there is there is a certain darkness to the Ozark, and it is true. It's not, you know, it's not just like uh, this is a reputation thing. It seems to be pretty accurate the way that is repre- it's represented, and geographically, as you mentioned, the Ozark is this weird thing located in the middle of between. Um, between Missouri and Kansas. So it's it's almost as if it were like somewhat south, somewhat somewhat midwest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so the what they say, the the people that I spoke with is that you could easily go there and and the first person you meet speaks exactly like a Midwestern and then the next person you meet speaks exactly like somebody from um from Kentucky or some shit and they both from grew up in the same area you know that's crazy so <laughs> so it is basically a a a, a culture that you choose you see what i mean um yes. so you've got people that that are like all oh, confederacy and blah 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 all about that and you have people who basically choose, no, man, I'm from, I'm from Missouri, and this is not my type of shit. Yet they are in the same area. Um, so the stories are real. <laughs> yeah, that's like, uh, that's got to cause some definite, uh, you know, hatred between those two different folks that since the area is sort of insular, probably causes all kinds of blow-ups that we don't even get to hear about. Yeah. Um so it's it's an interesting place in what made them choose to you know to go there to create this series. But it, well actually it says that uh the creator of the show uh I, I think is Bill Bill Dubuc Bill Dubuc used to be like a it used to work like at a boat something like a, like a little pier there okay. um during the summer when he was studying in in uh, Mizu something like that and so that's where he got all the idea to create the Ozark the series but man what 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 a ride what a crazy yeah. crazy fucking ride it is yeah you know and so yeah, continuing with the cast. So we were talking about Julia Garner, who is absolutely fantastic. And then we move on to this guy playing one of the weirdest and craziest things. He's a very well-known actor that you you probably have seen around. And if I'm not mistaken, he always plays these troubled characters. I'm talking about Jason Butler Horner, um, who played... FBI agent Roy Petty. Yes, yes. He he's he's one of those folks that there's something. I shouldn't say folks, but actors. <laughs> one of those actors where there's something just not quite right with his face. Yeah, 
Um, and he plays that up very well when he's playing a villain um, that makes you, he doesn't even really have to say anything. There's just a part of you that's going, there's something wrong with this man. <laughs> there's something, he's creeping me out. There's something wrong with this man. Yes. So yeah, he, he's very, very good at, at, at that. And uh, yeah, the first time you see him, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with this what motherfucker? What a troubled guy, man. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, some of the things that he does are, like, downright despicable from the very beginning. It's not even like, no, no, no. Give him a chance or whatever. No, this dude is bad. <laughs> this dude yes. is bad. You know? Yes. Um, and so, another weird character, and that's my son's favorite character, is Darlene! <laughs> Darlene Snell. Um, she's out there, man. <laughs> the Snells are something else. <laughs> but uh, what the hell is wrong with Darlene, though? Like, it, it, there's something wrong with her that you can't quite figure out, isn't it? Yeah, she's another one of those that you're going, I, I don't know what's wrong with you, but I don't really kind of want to know you long enough to find out. <laughs> right. Right. She's like one of those people that as soon as you meet her, you feel like this lady is about to kill me. Like, mm -hmm. I, I, I need to get the hell out of here because this lady will end up killing me. And it's not going to take her long to strangle me. Mm -mm. And, you know, there's this weird uh, combination of baby, maybe, to her. like Like an innocence, like a weird innocence, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And then this real badass criminal. <laughs> I mean, when you see who Darlene actually whacks in this show, then you'll tell me. <laughs> you come back to us. You you can you can you can tweet us. Hey man, y'all went wrong about Darlene. <laughs> <laughs> We weren't lying. <laughs> <laughs> you were lying. We're lying. There's a there's another young character that steals a lot of good scenes, uh, which is uh, Charlie Tehan. Uh, he's that little cousin of Ruth, whom Ruth, by all means, want to send to college and make sure that he gets the fuck out of the Ozark. Yes. You know. I've seen this kid before in something else, and he's got, he's good, like, at playing those deep teenagers, like, really um, out of these, out of the norm teenagers that are, like, you know, slightly geniusy but really hipstery. Am I, am I saying that right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, I know. I and I can't think what I've seen him in before either. But when I saw him, I was like, "Oh, it's that guy." It's that kid, yeah. It's that kid. I like that kid. He's really good. I like um, his sister. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm. I just looked at his Wikipedia link because I was too lazy to look it up during the show. But it looks like he was on Wayward Pines, which is That's something right. I did watch. That's right. And he was also in Gotham. Yes. So, um, so that's that's where I've I've seen him. Right, from. and that's exactly where I've seen him too. I remember uh, Gotham. I do remember Wayward Pine too. Well, I, I mean, I was I was devastated when they got rid of. When, oh God, 
wayward pines. Why? I know, it was good. It was so good. I mean, yes. they couldn't have gone too far with the story, but my God. I mean, they did, they did what, seven seasons of Lost? <laughs> I know. And I they know, couldn't ridiculous. have fucking followed, with, followed through with Wayward Pines. Come on, man. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm uh, ranting now. <laughs> <laughs> so who else like caught, of, uh, caught our attention? I mean, Jacob Snell is sort of like a Philip character. I feel like Darlene is more of an important character than Jacob is. Yeah. Um, there the, were a lot of strong women characters in yes. this um, that were not dependent on the male backstory to yes. have their own story, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, there's a lot of women that are that are characters in their own right, uh, you know, in their in their own on their own. You know, they uh, there's a lot of of tough. Women in this, strong women, yeah. mean women, murderous women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's not really anybody that's typecast as, you know, quote unquote, the feminine type. So I, I thought that was cool. Yeah. I mean, because in the second season, then you have uh, Janet, Ma Janet McTeer playing a very, very scary lawyer. <laughs> yes. Very scary. Like every time I saw that woman, I was scared for my life. Yes. <laughs> Yes. So there, there's that. And there's this guy, uh, Harris Yulin or Yulin. I loved his character. He was the, the tenant, the old, the old uh, terminally ill dude. <laughs> uh -huh. What's yes. wrong with him, man? <laughs> I don't know, but he made me laugh. <laughs> He, he only where there's a little scene of him wandering down to the beach and he's butt naked. Completely <laughs> naked. <laughs> oh my God, that was funny. And, but like, it turned out to be like this weird grandpa that these kids always wanted, you know? Yes. Especially yes. Noah, right? Yeah. Noah and him uh, developed this very, very good... Uh, actually, I think he ended up saving Noah's life, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> So th th this this is really good, a a good little show. We can't talk much about it really because this is not one of those things that you can um you can you need to sort of like talk up anybody to it. I um I, and I think I've expressed this this before. I'm surprised at how little popularity this show has. And I know that most people start watching something whenever they see, you know, somebody winning something about it. Mm -hmm. So it is possible that this coming season of Ozark is what is going to point a lot of people into it, right? That's kind of what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that with the Emmys drumming up some interest with the, you know, with the wins, because, you know, with Julia Gardner winning, um, supporting actress and Jason Bateman won for directing yeah. for one of the, um, the episodes. Um, I think that that's going to draw some people's attention to it. And I think a lot of people are going to be like, cause it was nominated for a lot of things too. That it it didn't win, but, yes. but it was nominated in many categories. And I think hearing the name over and over again, people are going to be like, well, what the hell is this show? You know, it's been nominated for so much. I've never even heard of it. Yeah. That, that's exactly last year, for instance, I, I think only Jason Bateman got a nomination. 
But then, you know, the, so the second season came around and Laura Linney basically, you know, kicked ass in the second season. Um, mm -hmm. Ruth, Ruth's character got even better, right? Mm -hmm. um, Julia Garner's character and everybody, the entire show was better. For, and this is the weird thing that we've been talking about always is that a lot of these shows that usually start very good, we are always expecting the second season is going to be a bit of a letdown. Mm -hmm. And nowadays, there's very few of these shows that are like this, right? I mean, I had the same issue with, I remember I had the same fear for uh, Killing Eve. Like, oh my God, I just hope the second season is as good, right? And it turned out. Right. Yeah. It was better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that's happening more often than that. Like the first season is kind of like a, there's more missteps maybe or more little things. And then by the second season nowadays, they've got all that ironed out. Whereas I feel like more for our generation, like the first season of something is where everything was perfect. Yeah. Not always, but but with a lot of shows, like the first season was like, oh my God, this is so good. The second season cannot possibly top it. And yeah. it never would. It the never second did. season would be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's when the cancellations come. And yeah. And then you were like, oh, what could have been? But I, mean, um, I, I don't feel like that happens as much anymore. Well, that's not to say, you know, Netflix won't cancel your ass if they feel like it. <laughs> right, exactly. You can still be fabulous, and Netflix will go. That's okay. Bye. <laughs> we're gonna get money. To, we're gonna find the next Kardashian or something. Exactly, because we have, we have, we we're still crying. We're still, we're still bleeding over the OA. You know, I will never forgive them for that. And and this is what I think. Remember, we just watched the Amy, and the OA was not mentioned anywhere and i think that's netflix's problem netflix thinks that everything has to be a nomination everything has to be like that's not what it's all about mm -hmm. it's not about prizes and bullshit because amazon had some shows there that by far deserve to be nominated for something mm -hmm. and amazon got like i think 34, um, 34 awards. And you won't see Amazon canceling anything. Mm -mm. You know, let me give you an example. There is this show, and I think in one of our big summer blowout shit that we did, I mentioned the show Goliath. You remember that? Yes. With Billy Bob Thornton. Yes. This show, I think I'm probably the only dude that watches this show. <laughs> And I love it, by the way, you know, but I know that it's not an, an extremely popular show because I, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. I don't hear it whenever I mention, hey, you watch Goliath and I'm like, no, what the hell is that? Right. <laughs> Yet it's on his third, I think, third season. Netflix is like, Graham is still watching it. We got to leave us no, on for him. No, it's an Amazon show. No, That's, I meant Amazon. Exactly. Sorry. Amazon, Amazon goes and check out, oh, this guy from this IP address still watches this shit. Yes. So we're going, it's on his playlist. So let's just keep that shit there. Let's yep. just renew it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. And, and that's what I'm talking about. Would it kill? Would it kill Netflix to do the same? I mean, right. come on. We're right. here paying our money. Am right. I right? That's right. What other show can you think of that you're the only one that watch, watches it? 
That shouldn't be <laughs> But again, oh, Amazon belongs yeah. to to that dude with all the money plus ten dollars. So yes, that's right. <laughs> so he, so he needs to help out and start the OA up, back up again. That's that's exactly right. Let's take our he campaign to, to the OA to Jeff Bezos. Yes, since he's running, since he's running Goliath specifically for you, maybe you could send him a little email that was like, "Hey, while you're at it, would you mind picking up the OA hey. for me and friend Jocelyn and John?" Don't be giving me ideas and stuff. You know me, <laughs> <laughs> dear Mister Bezos. <laughs> just for the purpose of my podcast, I need. <laughs> it's, oh man, we've gone out. We've gone out. So, uh, Ozark, do you have anything else to add, really? Because this is otherwise going to be a very short show. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have anything to add other than um, there's some great performances in here. There's a very entertaining story. Like Graham said earlier, it's not a particularly deep story, but that's okay. You don't really need those very often. Um, you don't need those all the time, I should say. Um, it's definitely a little soap opera y, so there are a lot of good characters to keep track of. So, um, if you lose track of them, it's okay. They'll come back around and you'll figure it out. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and there is, there, it's, it's worth the time and worth, worth the effort to, to watch it. And, uh, I think, uh, by the time it comes out on Thursday, you, you, you should be excited to, to see what's going to happen in the third season. That's absolutely right. There's uh, two seasons right now, and I think 10 episodes each. Yes. So they're not quite a whole hour, are they? It's like mm -mm. 50 minutes each. And um, I think one of the best thing about it is that one episode goes into the other, and you barely notice that, that you finished one episode and moved on to the next. So mm -hmm. you can watch... You can watch from here on a, on out to Thursday. You should be you, you should be pretty pretty caught up. So yep. uh Ozark is not the Ozark, it's Ozark. Ozark. <laughs> uh it's on Netflix, two seasons, third season premieres on Thursday. Uh tell us what you think. If you like it, if you've or if you've already watched Ozark. You can certainly, um, you know, chip in into the conversation and uh, tell us what you think. Who, yeah. who, who's your favorite character? What you expect to happen in the third season? Yeah. How you discovered it? Yeah. You know, did you pick it up from seeing it mentioned on the Emmys or, you know, had it always been on your watch list or did you discover it because of us? Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, so, you know, we're on Twitter. We're right there, Kicking and Streaming Podcast. Uh, Kicking and Streaming. That's at Kicking and Streaming. On the IG, we are Kicking and Streaming underscore podcast. And of course, our website is kickingandstreamingpodcast.com. You can also make a contribution to this podcast by going to patreon.com forward slash Kicking and Streaming Podcast. You can follow Jocelyn. On Instagram as Jocelyn Podcast. That's me. <laughs> I don't know why I feel that. I have to whisper. <laughs> Just Jocelyn like Dorillo. Jocelyn. Yeah. Dorillo. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
And of course, me, you're going to find me as Mr. Putzetta. That, that is M-R-P-U-Z-Z-E-T-T-A, both on Instagram and on the Twitter. The Twitter box. The Twitter box. <laughs> we do have a Facebook account also, a Facebook page. It is, of course, kicking and streaming. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Please do not hesitate to give us a a quick, you know, recommendation and write something down. Hey, I mean, I like these guys. Give us a couple of stars. All right. What is what is what else can we get uh, from there? Jo- uh, um, I don't know. I can't think. <laughs> I think that was it. That's everything. I think. So we're gonna call it a day today. This was a very short little podcast that we uh, put together for this week. When we talk about good shows like this, that we don't have to sell very hard. Uh, there's no need to go into all of that. Am I right? That's right. Plus the podcast last week was long. <laughs> <laughs> it was mad long. So uh, this week we decided, eh, we're going to call it a day early. Hey, you know, my, my husband said that last week, our, our intro, he liked it very much. He said we said, sounded like NPR. <laughs> that is exactly where we wanted to go. Jocelyn, and coming from a man of broadcast, that means a mm-hmm. lot, a lot. You know how much that, that means to me. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so, so, yeah. And Jeffrey, I know you listen to us, man. So thank you very much for the kudos for yep. on, on my behalf and your wife's behalf. <laughs> yeah, was... he listened to it and he's he he like he, specifically that night he's like oh i have to tell you this before i forget because he, he and i are both the same way and forget to tell each other things but <laughs> he's like i wanted to tell you the intro the, the difference because i knew you were doing something different it sounded like npr <laughs> sweet yo sweet 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 all right, so that episode that Jocelyn referred to was our post-Emmy episode. You can still listen to it. Listen to what we think, our predictions. I, this show was quite um, entertaining. I, I, you know, you know, I listen to the to the show on Tuesdays. <laughs> yes. And um, I listen to the full thing. Like I hardly ever finish a show because obviously I know what's going to happen. But but because of all the little um, inserts. I was like, oh, okay, so let me listen to this again. So it was, it was, it was good. Justin, you, you, you were, you were, you were fantastic, man. Without, <laughs> without Jocelyn, there is no podcast, man. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, thank you, Graham. Well, let's go. Let's call it a day. Okay. Everybody, thank you very much for listening. Watch Ozark and hit us on Twitter, hit us on Instagram. Tell us what you think. Yes. Uh, have a good one. Thank you. All right.